Don Bosco had a vision of the Blessed Mother in which she indicated the exact location where two martyrs of the Theban Legion were executed near Turin. She showed him how to weather all the storms that would batter him so that he could establish his oratory over the exact blessed spot. Today we cover the resolution of a historical mystery on this episode of The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Our story begins in 1845. The Marchioness Barolo had given permission to house Don Bosco's oratory boys in the refugio near her brand new hospital of St. Philomena until it officially opened in August. The oratory boys stayed at the refuge for seven months, but when July came, Don Bosco realized that they were in deep trouble and had nowhere else to go. The Marchioness Barolo was firm in her resolve to kick them out though she was a kind woman and looked favorably on any work of charity. But this was too much. The boys were causing trouble. Don Bosco retorted that he was ready to suffer any discomfort rather than abandon his young men. Nothing was resolved by this exchange, and as darkness fell that evening, darkness and desolation descended upon the saint himself. But strange and intricate dreams came to comfort him during the whole of that night, as he recounted once to Don Giulio Barbaris on February 2nd, 1875. This is Don Bosco's full account of that dream. It seemed to me that I was in a great plain full of an endless quantity of young men. Some were brawling, others were blaspheming. Here they were stealing, and over there they were offending good morals. A swarm of stones could then be seen in the air, thrown by them doing battle. They were young men abandoned by relatives and corrupted. I was about to move away from the chaos when I saw a lady beside me who said, advance among those young men and work. I advanced, but what to do? There was no place to gather them, but she wanted to do them good. There were people in the distance who were watching and who could have been of good support to me, but no one listened to me and no one helped me. I then turned to that lady who said to me, Here's a place, and she showed me a meadow. That's only a meadow, I said. She answered, my son and the apostles had not an inch of land where to lay their heads. I began to work in that meadow, admonishing, preaching, and confessing, but she saw that for the most part, all efforts were in vain unless a place was found enclosed and with some building where they could be gathered and where some could be withdrawn who were utterly derelict from their parents and rejected and despised by other citizens. Then that lady led me a little further to the north and said, Observe. And I, looking, saw a small church, a little courtyard, and young men in great numbers. I resumed my work, but this church having become too small, I resorted again to her, and she showed me another much larger church with a house nearby. Then, leading me a little farther to a tract of cultivated land, almost in front of the facade of the second church, she added, In this place where the glorious martyrs of Turin, Adventor, and Octavius suffered their martyrdom, on this clay that was bathed and sanctified by their blood, I want God to be honored in a very special way. 
Now you'll remember that Adventor and Octavius were soldiers of the Theban Legion who suffered martyrdom under Emperor Maximian. And in the dream, Our Lady, by placing her foot on the specific area on the ground, pointed out the exact location of their martyrdom. I wanted to place something to mark it when I returned to that field another time, but I found nothing around me, not even a stone. Nevertheless, I memorized the location. It corresponds exactly to the inner corner of the chapel of the Holy Martyrs, formerly called St. Anne's at the side of the Gospel in the Church of Mary Help of Christians. In the meantime, I saw myself surrounded by an immense and ever-growing number of young people. But as I looked at the lady, the means and the place also grew. And I then saw a very large church precisely in the place where she had shown me that the martyrdom of the saints of the Theban Legion took place, with many edifices all around and with a beautiful monument in the middle. While these things were happening in the dream, I always had bishops, priests, and clerics who somewhat helped me and then fled. I would try with great effort to call them over, and shortly after they would go away and leave me all alone. Then I turned again to that lady who said to me, Do you want to know what to do so that they will no longer escape from you? Take this ribbon and bind their foreheads. I reverently took the little white ribbon from her hand and saw that on it was written this word, obedience. I quickly tried to do what that lady told me, and I began to bind the head of some of my volunteer bishops with a ribbon, and I immediately saw a great difference. And this admirable effect always grew as I continued in the mission conferred on me. For them, the thought of going elsewhere was banished from their minds, and they stopped to help me. Thus, the congregation was established. I still saw many other things, which it's not the case now to make known to you, but suffice it to say that since that time, I have always been on the safe side, both with regard to the oratories, the congregation, and with regard to the way of conducting myself in relations with outsiders of varying authority. The great difficulties which arise are all foreseen, and I know the way of overcoming them. I clearly see what's going to happen, and I advance in that light. It was after seeing all these churches, houses, courtyards, young men, clerics, and priests helping me, and the way of orchestrating it all, that I talked about it with others, and spoke of it as if it were already done. And it's for this reason that many believed that I was a raving madman. Hence originated that unshakable faith in the good outcome of Our Lady's mission, a confidence in facing all sorts of obstacles, a tenacity in colossal undertakings superior to human strength, and yet leading them all to a very happy end. I never wanted to tell anyone about this dream, and much less to manifest my well-founded opinion about the precise place for the glorious event. So in 1865, I suggested to Canon Lorenzo Gastaldi to write and print a book on the lives of the three particular martyrs of the Theban Legion, Adventor, Octavius, and Salutor. I asked him to make studies, drawing from history, tradition, and topography, and discover what place in the city had their martyrdom occurred. The learned canon agreed, and he wrote and printed the historical memoirs of the three confessors of the faith. He found that the three had fled the massacre at Aganum, which is in modern-day Switzerland, 
and that two of the fugitives, Adventor and Octavius, had in fact taken shelter outside the gates of the city of Turin, near the river Dora, and that they were discovered and killed by the executioners at their hiding place. That vast tract of land extending from the walls of Turin to the river had been called, in Latin, Valum Occisorum, the Valley of the Slain. Now it is called Valdoco from the first syllables of those words. The author concluded that, consulting the ancient topography of the city, Don Bosco's oratory of St. Francis de Sales stood near that blessed place, or perhaps contained it within its walls. St. John Bosco was delighted beyond measure with this answer, confirmed what he had learned in his dream, and from the beginning he professed a special devotion toward these holy martyrs. It's also good to remember that Don Bosco was planning to look for a place in Porta Nuova, but the good theologian Borel convinced him to stay in the blessed region of Valdoco. But what happened to the oratory boys after this comforting dream? Yes, they did have to leave their refuge near the hospital in July, but they were never homeless, because Don Bosco immediately obtained permission for them to stay in St. Martin's Church near the Dora River, no doubt through the intercession of Our Lady. Remember the verse from Sirach, He who fears the Lord is never alarmed, never afraid, for the Lord is his hope. Thank you for watching, and if you'd like to hear about how Our Lady dictated letters to give advice to each oratory boy for Christmas, please click on the video I've put on the screen. God bless you, and Our Lady keep you. Let's go, boy.